Hey, this is Tim Pratt Jr. and I want to welcome you to the Student of Life podcast. Listen, we're going to get into so many transferable truths throughout the content of these episodes that I believe God is going to use to help you apply because he's going to reveal what's already been there the entire time. Enjoy. What's up? What's up, everybody? So listen, this is the Student of Life podcast. We're in episode five of season four. We're kicking it off now, kind of transitioning to those interview format that I promised you. And I have a real good friend on here today, uh, Willie Edwards III. He goes by Trey. And uh, he's incredible when it comes to breaking down like narcissist behavior and just studying different things that I believe that can help you in the workplace. And of course, as usual, you know, we always get into some scripture references with the faith. But as you all know, that's been rocking me for a while, this podcast is to touch on a lot more things other than just faith but to help you in just day-to-day life and so with this episode like i say it's this episode title today is called i'm not a narcissist and in the overview we're going to tap into what does that look like why does it matter and for me everybody knows that i'm real big on leadership and just personal and professional development and kind of hitting why those things don't mix and as always you all you all know i like to always kind of have like a foundational text and you can go look it up for yourself romans 7 and 5 but basically the bible addresses this issue uh, about narcissism and how it is a sinful nature of self in other words that when we exhibit these behaviors and we do these things, we are totally going against God. So we do have scripture reference, not just from an educational and logical point of view that Trey will talk to in this episode. And so I want to just basically, like I say, turn it over to him because he's here. So he took some time out of his busy schedule to kind of help us walk through this. And we'll kind of jump into like two different segments and then end the episode with some key takeaways. So as I get ready to turn it over to Trey, by kind of breaking down what is a narcissist, uh, a narcissist. Uh, I want to kind of read something that I had wrote in my notes. So it says, narcissist is a term used in psychology to describe a preoccupation with self. It is a Greek term taken from the name of a mythological character who fell in love with his own image and was doomed to die because he would not turn away from it. A narcissist is a person who displays a high level of selfishness, vanity, and pride. They see everything from a how does this affect me perspective. So with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to Trey and let him kind of unpack this first question. What is a narcissist? Well, first off, I just want to say thank you for inviting me. It's a deep pleasure uh, to be here. And uh, I want to say thank you to your audience for listening. And I I really appreciate it. And I just have a a lot of gratitude. And uh, so, yeah, thank you. Um, But to answer your question, uh, what is a narcissist? Uh, first, kind of want to, I know that's more or less like the textbook definition of narcissism, but in, in my opinion, that's a very pretty, prettied up or sugar-coated, uh, maybe as our fathers would say. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Sugar-coated uh, version of the definition of uh, narcissism. So uh, with that, one of the sentences in there, he said that uh, he was doomed to die because he wouldn't turn away from his uh, his own image. But uh, a narcissist, they oftentimes have childhood traumas that they encounter maybe from abusive parents or a toxic uh, environment. But, you know, instead of finding uh, constructive ways to rise above it or to deal with it they they often become the 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 very toxicity that influenced them and uh, they kind of get caught in this cycle but 
uh, in truth, they really hate their true, genuine image and they refuse to acknowledge it. But narcissists actually create this false image that helps comfort the reality of, of what they don't like about themselves. So a narcissist uh, will create this grandiose sense of themselves and they live in that, you know, but um, I want to kind of segue to the word confidence temporarily here. Confidence is something that you can you can validate it within yourself. So I say if I were to ask, hey, Tim, are you a ex excellent podcast host? You could confidently say yes without, <laughs> you know, my input or anyone else input. Gotcha. You've been doing podcasts for a while. Yes, sir. So, you know, you can you can validate that yourself. You don't you don't need someone else to validate it. So it's uh, your, your your confidence naturally comes from that, you know, so with the narcissist having a false sense of themselves, the grandiose sense of self, it's not real. So it cannot be validated internally. It's impossible to self-validate something that's not real. Mm. So in turn, they need other people to validate it for them. So you'll often see uh, people that I call proxies. Um, but, you know, but today we're talking about narcissists, but proxies kind of, you know, support the narcissist and their abuse. And uh, as long as they become a satellite of the narcissist uh, grandiose sense of self, they kind of comfort and confirm the grandiose sense of self, uh, you know, through through those proxies, the narcissist will feel, you know, validated, you know, so right. as long as you are the one, as long as you keep validating that false self, you know, they'll, they'll shower you with gifts or, or whatever. Um, but that those gifts come at a cost, you know, your identity, you, you cannot dare have an ident identity, your dignity will be shattered because um, your purpose to them is to validate their false sense of self. And it's, it's giving them, yes, sir. Well, it's giving them. If you don't mind, I want to jump in because I mean, you, you're actually dropping straight bars today, man. And I want to kind of back <laughs> up just a little bit because I know you and I, you know, we've, we've talked online about this a lot. And I've told you, you've helped me just in my professional career development uh, a lot with dealing with this. You know, I had my kind of my own ways of just kind of playing with these people and toying with them. But uh, one thing that you really mm -hmm. helped me do is kind of identify and understand that it is tools and concepts to deal with this. And maybe we can get into that like later on in segment three with kind of some of the takeaways that people might struggle with in day-to-day -day okay. life, you know, to listen to this. But I kind of want to back up to one thing which you said about uh, the, like it was kind of a pretty definition and you kind of want to go beyond that and really get to the essence of what it truly is. And I really appreciate that. Uh, because that's the world we live in. You know, sometimes we have to uh, yes. biblically, sometimes when people are speaking biblically, they're preaching sermons, Some, you know, they like to quote the Greek word or, you know, really break down where it came from the original translation. So I truly appreciate that. But uh, one thing, two things that you noted, um, the first one was you said like they, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they're afraid of self. Uh, or maybe not afraid, but they won't turn to self. And so with that, understanding and kind of when you say they use proxies although you know we're talking about narcissists do you feel like a lot of narcissistic behavior like people that exhibit that behavior or that or just true narcissists uh that they operate in a lot of what i like to call false humility do, do yes. you think that's fair yes uh, um 
because there, there are different uh, narcissism is kind of on a spectrum and uh, within that spectrum might be another spectrum of intelligence you know there are, there are intelligent narcissists they're not so intelligent narcissists uh, but more intelligent narcissists definitely tend to exhibit uh, let's say false humilities because they know they can't be too overt or the environment will actually attack them for, for being too toxic. So, you know, if I can, the image is everything to the narcissist with the narcissist. Yeah, it's, it's not, a, not at all about being, being genuine, you know? So as long as that image is okay, you know, then they, they don't really care. So that false humility definitely plays a part into into supporting that false image you know um as long as the image is not penetrated they're fine got you got you okay cool no that, and that, like i said i just want to unpack that there because um i know with me you know like when you get into like certain terms like i said if you had time i know you're not we're like well we've had probably about 10 15 conversations you know last an hour and a half or two so i know we're not gonna fit all of that in like a 40 minute time frame but uh, uh, yeah. I know that a lot of people, uh, like I say, including myself, man, uh, when you when you drop the term proxies and stuff that they use, but because I've seen so many people operate in a false humility, you know, when I was working, just working, you know, being in ministry, just day to day life. And I wish something would have triggered, you know, I would have had the tools to say, OK, wait a minute. And just saying like, hey, this person is false or whatever. I wish I would have just had those tools to say, no, this might be deeper. Like this person might be, you know, actually a narcissist for real, you know. <laughs> and I don't know, like if you you, yeah. you get into like mal narcissism or, you know, uh, up, up to severe you know, like, I don't know if it's a way to categorize that because I know you and I have kind of talked about residue before, but, uh, mm -hmm. and not trying to jump ahead, but is it a way, since, like, kind of the first question is, what is a narcissist? Is it a way to, like, look at a person and say, okay, they have some tendencies or some behaviors of it, but I wouldn't call them an extreme narcissist? Or in, from your point of view, is it just a person is, they're a narcissist or they're not? Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Um, I, I definitely, you know, feel like we're all on a spectrum. So we're all going to have narcissistic tendencies somewhere in our lives. But um, I like to put it like this. So we all have a shadow self. So and and um, due to the nature of the podcast, I believe it's OK to m mention Christianity. Right? Yeah. Yes. OK. So, you know, every since. Uh, Adam and Eve have eaten off the tree and we now have uh, the knowledge of good and evil uh, we have a, a shadow self and you can't ignore that shadow and it, it's something that has to be acknowledged and it has to be expressed um, but it's the way that that you express it for example the, the shadow self can be used to defend if if someone were to break into your home attack your son or your family god forbid I'm 100% confident that you'd be right there confronting them. And if you didn't have a shadow self, it wouldn't be possible. You know? Right, so, right. Fair, fair enough. Yes, sir. So we definitely need the shadow self. And, you know, I don't want to necessarily condemn the actions. Well, I take that back. Not the actions, but the, the techniques, per se, of the narcissist. Because sometimes we will need to use those to defend ourselves from narcissists. Uh, when, now, when I use this term narcissist and I say defend against it, 
Um, now, some narcissists are toxic, but they may not be dangerous if they aren't interfering with you, for example. Uh, mm. But narcissists, uh, so you might not have to, you know, be as strategic with them as long as they're not bothering you. But the, the false, uh, the, the grandiose sense of self in the narcissist is so fragile that just you existing is might be enough for them to start targeting you with malignant, toxic behavior. And from that point, it's where we use our shadow self to defend our territory. Like, hey, you're infringing on my boundaries and uh, you, your goal should be your survival. And you may not always need to destroy the narcissist to survive, but if the your survival is conditioned with that narcissist, destruction then let them be gloriously destroyed because ultimately your survival is far more important than whatever petty whims they have to try to get angry with or take you down because you had the confidence to create a podcast and oh now i'm jealous of you so i have to uh be a malignant narcissist to come after you you know so um we will have to use our strategic narcissist narcissistic tendencies to protect our, our future interests to protect our families That's from good. Good. financial harm and stuff like that. So, yes, sir. To answer your question, um, uh, I don't, I, I, I feel like life is dynamic and, you know, while we do have these categories, they're, they're good for helping us recognize patterns, uh, like narcissistic patterns, patterns of a proxy, patterns of a genuine person, patterns of a borderline and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But knowing those patterns, people aren't, you know, uh, like we can't really categorize them or I can't really categorize them. Um, um, I hope I said that correctly, but yeah, yeah. I, we can't, we can't really categorize them uh, permanently, but people tend to have two to three, uh, categories that they shift between. They shift dynamically between a few categories and, uh, uh, people don't like to be judged and there might be kind of the reason why they do that. But the reality is there's a very finite amount of different categories yeah. that they can switch to. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So yeah. Uh, speaking of that, uh, so I was reading a book, uh, and before we kind of you know transition, but I was reading a book, and I just kind of want to see what you think about these. So the book is uh, "Help I Work with People" by Chad Beach. Uh, he's a pastor, but he wanted to write a leadership book that was um, kind of in a space where he didn't want to speak a lot about so much in faith, but he wanted to write a, a leadership book, you know, dealing with the the secular. Uh, market uh, and stuff like that so he has a podcast as well uh, I think it's called leadership lean in but one of the chapters that really jumped out to me in the book I believe that the title of it was narcissist uh, never wins and uh, and he pointed out and I'm not going to like unpack all of these but kind of like you say those tendencies and things like that but he just kind of gave seven things but he was talking about it from two different perspectives or angles if whatever terminology you want to use and he was saying, you know, you can look at this in another person or you can look at this uh, as self. And this is kind of like I say, also help us transition to segment two, you know, what to do if we have narcissistic behavior. Uh, but before we jump into that, just kind of see what you think about these. Uh, he gave seven points and he said the first one is ex excessive need for uh, admiration, a lack of empathy, exaggerated sense of self-importance, feelings of entitlement, taking advantage of others if you have consistent broken or limited relationships 
or you have a strong overreaction to criticism. So what do you kind of do you think those are from just from your studies and really dedicating yourself to truly understanding this word at its essence and being able to talk about it? Uh, do you feel like those are like, you know, of course, not uh, like, you know, I wouldn't say just start looking at people say, oh, you know, they overreact this criticism, <laughs> you know, so they must be a narcissist. They might just be having a bad day, you know, but do you feel like uh, yeah. those areas are fair to basically say that like these might be i like to use the term indicators like do you feel like those are uh indicators that say okay i might need to kind of pay attention because this person is operating in a lot of these different areas and so it could be very well that they are a narcissist yes uh most definitely yes and um and to, and to your point earlier you're like maybe that person just might be having a bad day uh there, there are people who have been abused by narcissists and you know uh, maybe blame shifted a lot. Maybe they've been a scapegoat a lot of times. So maybe they haven't healed. And uh, if you, let's say, accuse them or, or, or challenge them on something, they might see it as a narcissistic <laughs> right. attack yeah. and overreact. You know, right. you know. Of course, that person is necessarily uh, a narcissist, but um, unfortunately, in our world, they they would get even further more attacked. Uh, because they're, they're they're literally crying out for help. Uh, they don't even know how to how to ask for help, and they're getting attacked even more because the environment is seeing them as violent. But um, with the narcissists, I, I strongly think that all those um, items you called out are, are really really solid. And um, um, Forgive me, you might have to edit this part out, but... Oh, no, let's <laughs> go, cool, man. Just keep going. No, and, 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 you know, but no, and just to kind of, like, you know, let you gain back that train of thought, the reason why those, um, I, I believe that those are, like I say, because in the book, he's writing it from, you know, a twofold thing. He said, you can look at these as somebody else, but you can also look at these itself. And, you know, kind of with segment two, focusing on what to do if we have narcissistic behavior because I, I like what you said you you didn't jump on and say no like you, you talked about the spectrum and you know and, and so all of us are kind of on that spectrum because like even me like you know you can uh and i won't go into like great details but you and i have had to walk through certain things because of residue and what yeah. we thought and stuff but one thing i will say uh that just in conversations with you and what you've helped me in is that what I'm learning to do, uh, I think the worst thing you can do, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if if I'm going to ask the question, what to do if we have narcissistic behavior, I think the worst thing we can do is if we do see ourselves in kind of these seven points, if not more, out there. Because I'm sure, like, if you and I just spend time researching, we probably could find hundreds of, <laughs> and hundreds of them. <laughs> but just kind of using these seven as a, as a framework, um, I think... What I have learned to do just through talking to you is that if I feel that I am exhibiting that behavior, the worst thing I can do is uh, turn a deaf ear to it. And what I mean to that is like, I think I need to identify that emotion, but I have to quickly assess and say, okay, I'm feeling this emotion and it might be, you know, uh, teetering on narcissistic behavior, but I don't have to be in agreement with that emotion. And I don't have to, you know, proceed with that emotion. So if, for example, if someone is uh, talking about themselves that we use empathy and, you know, I'm showing a lack of empathy to this person. Well, I personally believe and like I said, I could be wrong, but I personally believe that a narcissist like 
either if they see that they need to exhibit empathy, but they care about self so much, uh, they're not even <laughs> going to acknowledge it, you know. But whereas me, I might be lacking empathy in that moment, but I identify something triggers in my mind, you know, and I, I'm a person of faith. So I believe the Holy Spirit triggers me and says, Tim, you need to demonstrate empathy here. Now, I'm not saying that it's all real time. Sometimes for me, it just feels like a divine transfer because I do believe in the triune God and the Holy Spirit working through us. And so yeah. I don't personally believe a person can be spirit filled and led by the spirit and be a narcissist. <laughs> uh, that's just my <laughs> that's my opinion. And so uh, and so all of that being said, man, I, I, I think that these narcissistic traits i don't i don't i think we have to really acknowledge and take time to say the, that these narcissistic traits can be dangerous because at their worst they will lead a person to destroy others and just satisfy the lust of their flesh and we know god doesn't want mm -hmm. us satisfying the lust of our flesh but narcissistic behavior if you're going to identify and this is who you are or you have these traits and you don't deal with them or you feel like you have these traits or and you still are like in self-denial or self-deception I think it's very warranted that you are on your way to destroying a lot of people uh, in your life or if not self-destruction. Because I know you're kind of big on that if you have the tools where a lot of times you can lead this person. But I know it can be a dangerous game. And I hope I'm not jumping ahead, but I know just talks we've had, like it can be a dangerous game if you're not equipped and don't have the tools to really help lead a person that's exhibiting these behaviors or if that's who they are into self-destruction. Yes. Do you mind if I interject? Yeah. Uh, something yeah. On, with you, you said something uh, that that I really would like to uh, say something on. And you was talking about how, like, maybe in a situation where you felt like you might need to express empathy and the Holy Spirit quickened you, like, hey, show empathy here. Or, um, for example, uh, I don't I don't always see that as, you know, a negative indication about you, you know, like, and, you know, everything isn't our fault the world is toxic enough and we have to develop in ways um for 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 our soul to survive so um as you know um there are a lot of people who prey on people's empathic nature and you know pretend wow. to be helpless and pretend to be you know uh just seeking attention you know but it's like in that situation like you can't really challenge them to uh, you know, or, or, or they would try to turn the tables on you and try to blame shift that what's wrong with you that you challenge someone who's going through this precious situation. But, you know, when and we encounter so many of those people that our real empathic nature that's on the inside of us might get a bit calloused so that when we meet someone who really is in need, um, our initial subconscious response is to be just as callous as we would with someone who's pretending but then wow. maybe the holy spirit quickens you and say say hey you know this person isn't pretending they actually need some of your care yeah. and then unlocked you know comes out some of that that empathic nature that's really there because it's there it's there yes or you yes even yes. Have, yes 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 and it wouldn't, i'll go ahead i'm sorry Trey. go ahead Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's fine. You know, we, we both, we, <laughs> yeah. we, you know, we talk all the time. Right, you know, right, we do this all right. the time. But um, I, I just wanted to finish that uh, sentence with um, it, that empathic nature is definitely in you or you wouldn't even be having these podcasts. It's, that's living proof that you have a tremendous amount of empathy for people. I know, man. It, I truly appreciate it, man. And, and I, I really appreciate you for, you know, uh, 
segment into it, going back and kind of like say unpacking it because with with me and you know like I said we, you and I both you know we we've had very a lot of strong faith based talks and I believe yeah. you know that the Holy Spirit that, and that's one thing about the Holy Spirit what you're saying and it's so many things in there you know where the Holy Spirit comes in he can prompt you you know discerning you know so that's another thing you know if you have the gift of discerning you know, and like uh, you can look throughout scripture, you know, where people would try to pray and Jesus would basically, you know, bypass it and get to the heart of the matter. Uh, just like yeah. with the Pharisees, you know, the Pharisees really, I, I feel like the Pharisees were some of the, the strongest narcissistic people in the Bible, you know, but <laughs> yes. they were dealing with the living word. So Jesus, you know, he's Jesus, he's, he's God. So he knew how to just yeah. quickly bypass that where with us, you know, I do believe that we need tools, we need indicators, and we need to educate ourselves because honestly, I've always heard of the term narcissistic, you know, narcissist or narcissistic behavior and stuff like that. But truth be told, man, it wasn't until I talked to you where I was like, wow, like this thing, you can actually devote, you know, devote a <laughs> lot of content to this behavior, man, because it's like if a person isn't in the faith and they have a gift of discernment, you know, uh, and just on and on and on, then I, I still think like, you know, people can, you can still have some good people. Now I understand I can go to the scripture and say, there's none good, but the father and all of that. Like I, I get that in this proper context, but I also think that a lot of people like they're just not plugged in deeply. Like they might go to church or might not go, but they're a decent human being in a secular society. That's what I'm trying to say. And so mm -hmm. if they don't have the spirit of God, you know, in them or they really believe in discerning and all it is, I don't feel like it's fair to that person uh, if they can't, you know, if they're constantly getting abused, you know, uh, by a narcissist person or whatever, a narcissist. And so I just think that like kind of like what you and I talked about in the, uh, in the past that. I think that we do need to stop separating faith and the logical response to ha having, having to deal with these type of people that's out here. Because, I mean, people have lost jobs, you know, and I know you can speak to things too about that, but people have lost jobs, man, with their livelihood. You know, people have been framed for stuff, yeah. you know, um, I mean, and on and on. I mean, people, like I say, have been abused to the point where it has driven them insane, you know, because they didn't know how True. to deal with these people and it's like everything points back to you like no it's you it's you it's you but no it was this person yeah. operating and uh, they were a narcissist the whole time but it's just the tools wasn't there to bring forth the necessary exposure or if i may say the tools wasn't there to help safeguard and protect that person because it, it doesn't always have yes. to lead to destruction or trying to destroy that narcissist i think one of the things you told me that you have really taught me educated me and it's just like hey man Sometimes, like, that's don't deal with that person. Just safeguard yourself and protect yourself. Protection, you, you know, uh, in the yeah. workplace and things like that. And so uh, I, I think that's an area for, for me that I just in talking to you and, and being educated. And I know you kind of started a website and things like that. You know, you can point to those things if people want to contact you, you know, via social media or email or something like that if you want to share that information on this episode. But I think those are areas just from a career and pre professional development standpoint. Uh, I feel like they are very huge and we need to take the time, collectively speaking, to educate ourselves in that area, man, or 
we're just going to get our butt kicked. <laughs> and these people are going to keep, <laughs> you know, running society for the most part because we yes. live in such a self-centered society. Everything is about self, 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 self. And, you know, kind of the last point that, to, to, before I transition back to you is that personally I don't think it's nothing about – I don't think it's nothing wrong with caring about self to a certain degree, but it's just when it comes to the point where it's self-centeredness. Like everything yes. is everybody else's fault. Nothing, you know, it's just like yes. you can't apologize. You're never wrong. <laughs> you know, you can't take <laughs> criticism. You can give criticism, but you can't take it. You know, you never, Correct. it's always a problem. That's to me, when I see a person like that, I'm like, I don't really need any more indicators. I'm like, you are a narcissist. Um, yes. Nothing less, nothing more. And I feel like that's the person once that's identified, if, you were just a person, knowing what you know now, if you were a person walking in and you identified this, what are some just takeaways or some safeguards or just some things you say, hey, like if it was day one and you identified this person or people just at a high level kind of, how would you walk through that? And like just some takeaways for the audience that they might say, okay, I need help in this area. I'm struggling. What can I do just from an initial perspective, if, if, that may, if that question makes sense? Makes perfect sense. So if you're dealing with a narcissist, um, one, one of the first takeaways I would say is you need the ability to detect that you're even dealing with a narcissist. And so the, the first step I would say is to sharpen your perception. Uh, something that someone told me before, some wise words, and, and that's... Uh, there are many entities that ride these bodies we call humans. Nothing to do with race, nothing to do with gender, mm, yes, everything right. to do, yes sir, with the, with, with the energy signature with, with inside of a person. So it's like, and one of those just happens to be a narcissist. But um, I would definitely say the first takeaway is to sharpen your perception. If you sharpen your perception, you need to heal the perception because our perception has been abused over time through movies, through media, through so much um, corrupt uh, art, if you want to call it that. Um, it basically has taught us to be accepting of a narcissistic abusive behavior, um, you know, to teach us that all people are innocent and all people are the same. That's that's a dangerous concept because <laughs> narcissists, <laughs> they can hide in that. Yeah. They can hide in that. Like if you believe all people are innocent, you know, now the narcissist can blame shift you. Like, what are you doing? We're just trying to protect ourselves. What's wrong with you? When the reality is, is you were trying to stop yourself from getting abused. Yeah. And now you're being blame shifted. You know, so it's like perception is the first key. So mm. you really got to, heal that perception and you can practice that just by seeing the difference in people there is a difference and you have to recognize that before you can even begin to have a defense on on narcissism but you know the the second part is definitely identifying and um being able to identify different entities you know maybe in a future podcast or or, or something else um or if people want to contact me you can just look me up at trey edwards and we can talk about um other entities uh i could give my phone number if that's okay yeah no it's whatever you want to do okay so um i i still have my website but i i don't have the domain anymore it used to be mastermind and development dot com but right now it's 
development of a mast m-a-s-t dot site dot com i have some information on there if you want to look at that um but my and phone I'll, numbers i'm sorry mm-hmm. and i'll make sure to drop these uh, just for our audience i'll make sure to drop these in the, the episode description as well these links so, okay yeah. perfect perfect and uh uh, you can also contact me at 501-257-0036. You can just give me a quick text message and, you know, let me know you met me from this awesome podcast. And uh, if, if you need my help, I'll be happy to help you. Um, but um, the second step is identifying the different entities. You can contact me for learning about different entities. But, you know, I just want to stay focused since the podcast is more or less about narcissists. Um, but identifying the narcissist by their patterns they have patterns that they follow and once you're able to recognize those now you're able to understand what kind of strategies you need to survive because the goal here is to survive and uh, strategize based on what the narcissist is doing to you so um, I don't know if we have enough time to talk about some of those strategies but no um, yeah sure man go go for them man uh we can definitely hit those some of those at a high level so yeah let's let's okay okay so um i'll actually tell you a story that i dealt with that work with uh a narcissist um was actually a, a a young lady but she thought of herself as the most intelligent person and the, the most uh, like like the company needed her and uh, you know there was no one else in that office who was as good as her and you know you better not dare make yourself look good in any way you know like so she was like I'm the queen bee of this office and you're gonna bow down kind of thing so um, when I first started to work there and this was quite a while ago but when I first started to work there, um, there was a young man that was training me, and she hated that gentleman for even being the person that was training me instead of her. Um, and at, at a later point of, of, of working there, uh, I began to learn different things, and eventually I was asked to train uh, some new employees. So as those new employees were coming, I noticed her narcissistic uh toxic behavior started to turn towards me so <laughs> so as as long as she's not bothering me i'm i'm okay because uh as much as i'd like to stick up for someone else uh i can't accept responsibilities that aren't mine if i'm not directly invited because um i would be blame shifted or uh they'd be like well no one asked for your help kind of thing or um i'd be out of place so it's like Unless those people ask me directly, I I can't really do anything there. So the best thing to do is to survive. So and and as long as she's not coming against me, I'll, I'll mind my business. You know, we live in a world that's so toxic that even if you're trying to help someone in that situation, because the world's perception is so damaged, they can't even see that yes, you're trying to help. Yes. So, um. But but um, when her attention, I'll give here's a quick example here. So I was sitting down training a young man and uh, this lady, she got up and she went the narcissist. She got up and she went to her break, you know, so um, I was sitting there training. She came back from her break. I saw her coming down the hall. I was about to move out of her way so that she could walk by. 
because uh, she sat nearby. And um, as she was walking up, I began to scoop my chair back. And she looked at me and she said, uh, and she pointed very, uh, it's a, uh, an offensive way to point at someone, very <laughs> strong and offensive point, like, like you move back. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and man, everything in me just got really irritated. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, so um what I did was I literally stopped moving my seat and I sat there for about 3 to 5 seconds contemplating uh my next step. What am I going to do? You know, so I've been dealing with these toxic people for a while, so it's like I'm contemplating like can I come up with a strategy on the fly um, if you're not able to come up with a strategy on the fly it's fine what you do is you go back and you strategize in private it helps to write down the situation that happened like and type it out yes sir write it down because it'll help you to reflect and then it also help reveal options of how you can balance the energy because with her doing that she's encroaching on your boundaries she's just disrespecting your dignity and your sovereignty as a person so you have to find strategic ways to rebalance the energy and once you place that negative energy back into her and she's the only one that needs to understand that communication uh, no one else in the environment has to know. And uh, <laughs> um, that's the whole goal because you've shattered their self-image when you do that. And that's called a narcissistic injury. The goal here is to provide them so many narcissistic injuries that are under the radar of the environment that they there, there's two ways to beat a narcissist. You cause them so many narcissistic injuries that they either leave you alone because they can see that they're going to blow up you know, like, and it's going to cause themselves self-destruction. So they might leave you alone because they don't see a win in either case. Or I get really mad at them and try to try to hurt them. And then the environment comes against me or I uh, I keep bothering them and I, I, I don't blow up, but I just keep bothering them and they just keep causing me narcissistic injuries. So that's also painful for them. And they don't want to do that because you're shattering their self-image every single time. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Which is what they care deeply about. Wow. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, man, that's and, amazing, um, man. <laughs> but, um, in, in that story, when, when she when she told me, hey, you, you moved back, and I sat and I contemplated for a couple of seconds, what I did, I stood up, I walked by, and I pointed in the same offensive fashion that she did. And I pointed very strongly, and I said, no, you walk by. And very quietly, she walked by and she went to her seat. And I sat back down and I kept training the guy. So that was um, one instance. But, you know, that was one of the first times she felt a narcissistic injury from me. So she wanted to make herself feel superior to me. But actually, she ended up feeling inferior to me when that whole thing is just a facade, this concept of being inferior or superior is irrelevant but in her mind it's the biggest thing possible for her her false grandiose self-image and i shattered her image so she's suffering an emotional pain while the environment is somewhat unaware um so another look more more and more instances similar to this kept happening and i kept causing her 
narcissistic injuries. So the key is to do it just under the radar of the environment and you have to do it repetitively. And um, the way that you're gonna win, that she eventually left me alone because she saw she was gonna win. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she just pretended like I didn't exist. Like she would literally turn her back to my office area because she didn't want to acknowledge that I exist. But that was fine with me because she literally left me alone. And that's all I wanted. I didn't care. I don't care if she acknowledges that I exist. She's not the type of person that I, I would need to validate me. The only people who should influence um, any type of level of validation in you should be your like-minded. People who are not mm. going to cross your boundaries intentionally. We're social creatures. I get it. We need validation. It's inescapable. But um, that should only come from like-minded people that also goes back to the first thing i said with uh healing the perception you need to be able to perceive correctly who are yes. like-minded people yes. because narcissists pretend to be those people to lure you in to trap you to abuse you to blame shift you to scapegoat you so um, knowing how to truly find those people will lead to the intangibles that generate happiness and even uh love interest can come out of that from finding genuine like-minded people um true friendships develop out of that and i mean it all starts right there with finding your like-minded but um uh, another instance and i'll keep it real brief um uh she kept trying to irritate me and sometimes narcissists try to put you in a situation where you can't respond <laughs> like right. you know and, and <laughs> it's okay you may not respond in that moment but we strategize to redistribute that negative energy that's the beautiful thing about energy energy is not trapped within the confines of a conversation i can distribute that negative energy back into a person uh in a completely different context and that energy came and originated from that original conversation that they quote felt like they trapped me in okay wow. so it's like i'm gonna redistribute that energy back to her so i forgot exactly what she did to me that pissed me off but i knew that i i couldn't respond in the moment without it making causing me some form of self-destruction and so i was really pissed so i str <laughs> i strategized on how i was gonna get her back so i ate lunch one day and um uh, she went and ate her lunch and i saw a prime time opportunity so i had just finished eating my lunch and i, I balled up my garbage i had a, a nice little pile just waiting and then i waited for her to come back and as soon as she began to come back i know she always flops down in her seat really hard like somebody owes her something or something like like she just doesn't care she's flopping to her seat real hard so um i waited she's walking down the hallway and as soon as she begins to flop in her seat i take my garbage i match the velocity of her body i slam it with the exact impact that she impacts into her seat and i just i i literally threw that garbage away as she sat down and the message that was communicated to her is i think you're garbage oh wow so it's kind of like some metadata there <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah no that's that's good man and like i'm, I'm really glad, glad you shared like that story, you know, kind of telling it from two different ways because, you know, as we kind of come into a close uh, and by any means, like, I, 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 I preach the kingdom, you know, but at the same time, I know that the world is not always black and white, but what True. you said about perception healing, you know, I was like looking at the kind of the, the political line, uh, land side and I'm not a huge Trump supporter and I'm not a Joe Biden supporter. Um, I just preach the kingdom, man. But what I have seen is that I feel like so many perceptions 
have been damaged uh, and, and aren't taking the time to, to heal that I think we have seen more narcissistic behavior, not just from the Trump side, but also the, the Democratic side, the, the, the Joe Biden supporters. And, you know, it's uh, that's why I like what you said that, you know, these tendencies and things, when I just look at the debate, you know, like, for example, if, if I say, hey, uh, Trump actually did a lot of good things being a black man. Uh, I'll probably get called so many things, but it's like at the same time, uh, does Trump have a lot of character defects from my perspective? Yes, he does. But I should be able to distinguish to be able to look at him through a health, a healthy lens, a healthy perception and be able to see, okay, yes, he does have some character flaws or a lot that I do not like and I strongly wish he would clean up. But at the same time, he still has done some good to just the society as a whole. But I feel like when we get into this whole, you know, uh, what you said, the term that you use, uh, the spectrum, and you look at just narcissistic behaviors and proxies and all of this type of stuff, we see just this political side going so far right or so far left because no one is taking the time from my perspective to heal in these things and just to treat people like people. So I just think you start to have like a lot of narcissists on both sides raising up and these are the people that's pushing this propaganda you know and distorted views and distorted lens uh in society because we're empowering them versus just confronting them head on from my perspective and so what you talked about with that woman i think that was like a very good story just to kind of come to a close man and share that with people to let them know and see it in a way because i feel like if people don't remember nothing else from what you said on this episode, they remember that story and, you know, know how to contact, contact you seriously and just be like, wow, like this guy, like he's showing me that I really can go out here and strategize, take the time to learn and those two, two, three takeaways, take the time to learn and be successful at either protecting myself, you know, safeguards or whatever, or just, hey, flat out destroying them, you know. Um, and so, um, yes. and so, so man, Trey, I really appreciate you for uh, being on this episode, man. Uh, and I really feel like, you know, uh, I'm a, of course, take, it takes about uh, one or two weeks. I just kind of look at the feedback and the analytics and stuff, uh, just kind of where we're growing. I really think this episode is going to do real good, especially for people, uh, even if they're not a, a person of faith, I think it's just going to do real good in the, the professional development audience. Uh, that's you know connected to this episode but man and I really would like to have you back on in the future man and I actually have a another guy that kind of like studies these things uh he doesn't use the term proxies but he talks a lot about these di different energies man so I would like to get you all connected and maybe the three of us kind of just have a conversation and just really try to unpack it even more with with talking about that area that you want to expound on with the entities and things like that uh if that's cool with you man so but nevertheless dude I really appreciate you for being on man uh, I really think you brought a lot of substance and you blew that <laughs> generic definition <laughs> out of the water with um, just you know uh, being a narcissist so people if you've enjoyed this episode if you've enjoyed Trey uh, like I say I'll definitely make sure to get the, the necessary links from him and you know the title of it like I say it's episode five of season four is I'm not a narcissist and I, I think you really have to do that that self-evaluation and uh, just that, just being aware of self and really take some time to say, like, do I have these behaviors? And if I do, if I do have these behaviors, you know, what can I take away from this episode 
to start you know unpacking these things and moving and, and you know and making sure that i'm not becoming a full-fledged narcissist like I say don't get afraid if you have the yep. tendencies uh and stuff like that you know just confront them you know and continue to move forward but go back to this episode find those points that trey hit on and stuff like i say you know i'll make sure to put the outline with it as well once i do the editing but zone in on those areas and just say you know okay I kind of have these areas. I'm on. I feel like I'm here on this spectrum, but also ensuring that you're not becoming or you're not a full fledged narcissist. So all that being said, Trey man, once again, thank you so much, man. Uh, and I really appreciate you for being on, man. And as uh, as all you know, we have a generic outro, but I really want to thank the audience for taking the time to listen to us today. And Trey, I just kind of turn it back over to you for last words, man. Yes, sir. It's been a, a a great pleasure, man. I really enjoy being on 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 the show, man. I'd love to come back in the future. Um, but just last words, closing thoughts. I would I would say, um, you know, if you're able to cause those little narcissistic injuries, you're able to restore, you know, some of that fighting spirit and that dignity within you. But just remember, the two ways to win with a narcissist is either they leave you alone or you cause them so many narcissistic injuries that they blow up and <laughs> you can actually use the environment to self-destroy them um and the other way to win is just not engage with them at all which is the preferred number one way yeah but uh yes sir but that that's all i got for now and i hope you guys you know stay safe out there i know there's a lot of social abuse out there and i feel for you i really do um, i just wish you all the best on your on your developmental journey and uh and wish you success in life cool man well awesome well like i say guys just keep staying tuned and if you haven't already wish you're here today the uh, outro subscribe share this with friends if this content has blessed you in any kind of way and like you said just stay safe man uh heal take time to heal you know get counseling get coaching and just continue to keep god first and move forward in life hey what's up i want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this student life podcast today if this content has impacted you in any kind of way, please take some time to share it on your social media feeds. And also, if you want to connect with me or just learn more about me, go over to www.timothypratt.org. Once again, thanks.